Are you blessed or are you cursed With a strong imagination and a spiritual thirst Do you wanna confide about the darkness inside Come and talk about it on Self Worst Okay, we're doing a podcast We're doing a podcast It's happening No matter what If you like it or not if you enjoy this or not, you cannot deny this is, in fact, a podcast. So I got that going for me. It is a podcast. Hi, I'm Brad Pearson. Welcome back to the show. Look, I know I haven't been putting these out on uh, as regular of a schedule as I would have liked. I'm just a guy who makes a dumb podcast. I do my best. I put these out on kind of an irregular schedule. What do you want? Anyway... Here's a, here's a special little uh, little treat. Bet you weren't even expecting one to drop. Bet you were like, oh, that guy fell off. Done. He's, uh, I might even just, I, I guess I'll take this out of my feed, but, or maybe I'll just leave it in, you know, because I, I, I got, I have, I don't know about you folks. I have defunct podcasts in my player, stuff that hasn't updated since like 2017, but it's still, like, it's still just like in my queue. In my, like, hey, these are still a podcast. And I'm back when you least expect it. It's August now. The summer is chugging along. People are all like, oh, it's basically fall. And I guess, whatever. It's still going to be hot out. It's hot out. It's going to be, it's going to continue to be hot forever. What are you talking about? We're just going to power through it. We're going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Oceans are boiling. I still gotta get to work. I'm just <laughs> on my way to work. Get wildfire smoke. I don't care. I gotta go. I gotta go do my shit. I can't be stopped. What do, what do you want us to shut down again? That's not gonna happen. We're just gonna keep on going. There's aliens now. I don't give a fuck. My rent's $1,000. My student loan payments are $500. Every time I go to the grocery store, I somehow spend $200. Aliens gonna help me with that? Don't think so. Okay, cool. Well, we're gonna keep on going. RIP to Sinead O'Connor. RIP to Paul Rubens. Two awesome people from the 90s dying in the same week. It's fucked up. Two people who got really fucking done dirty by the media and the world in the 90s. Fuck that shit. Self-Worst Podcast stands with them and their short little haircuts. Doing weird shit in the 90s, pissing off the squares. And I like that. I'm into it. Anyway, that's about all I got. Look, this week we are joined by podcaster Tony Boswell. He's on a podcast called Minion Death Cult. Uh, it's a show where they go in and they read uh, the most unhinged comments uh, on the internet from you know various platforms, Facebook, YouTube, wherever, you know, just various news sites and oh, the people chime in. And I mean, I don't have to tell you about the insanity of comment sections, but they really do the digging so you don't have to. I mostly try and not like if I see something, uh, you know, when you see a post on Instagram, and you see that there's a bunch of comments under it, and you're just like, I'm not doing it today. I'm not gonna fucking look at the comments about this shit. Cause it's it's something about Dylan Mulvaney, or it's something about, you know, 
a, a boy wearing a dress or something, and you just know that there's going to be some, just some shit to say. Well, these people, they go right in there. They, they put on their hazmat suits and they dive into the comment sections and uh, they have fun with it. Um, and I thought he would be a good guest because like that shit has got to take a toll on your mental health. And turns out it does. So we talk about all of that stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll go to the, you know, the thing in a second. Um, but you know, as usual, housekeeping, uh, you know, follow me, Bradical Pearson, Instagram and Twitter, Bradical Pearson on blue sky. Now I got the blue sky. So if you're on that, boom, I got all the social media apps. I'm like Thanos with the fucking apps. Got them all now. Snap my fingers. Uh, follow the show at Selfworst on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you, you know, Patreon.com if you feel like it. I would appreciate it. Rate and review. Like and subscribe. And uh, tell a friend and, you know, do the thing. Spread the word. Tell tell your weird, annoying friends. Tell your, tell your weird, annoying friends who are just always down in the dumps. Who are always posting... Uh, uh, concerning comments about their mental health on their stories, you know, like they're just always like, ah, I'm gonna kill myself, lol. That that's my target demo. So let them know that this show is out there. Um, and uh, that's about it. Keep on trucking. Stay hydrated. Um, you know, check the air quality index. I guess if you're going out. Um. And uh, wear your sunscreen and take care of yourself. Try and have a beach day or two. Try and just have a nice sandwich. Try and just take care of yourself a little bit. Do some exercise. Um, Reconnect with an old friend. Do something that's going to kind of, I don't know, shake things up a little bit. Because we're in the dog days of August, and I think we can get kind of like... uh, you know, we're just in this like sunny, sweaty repetition of days. Like all the days kind of blur together, and you're just like sweating sunscreen in your eyes, and you're just like, ah. you just been going and going and going for so long. Take a little, take a little siesta. Hit the reset button. Take a, take a, a nice, I don't know, a bath. Take some, do something that's gonna kind of restart you a little bit faint or something you know just like pass out and wake up again do the <laughs> do the pass out game do something that's really gonna just uh, wake you back up thrust you back into reality anyway that's all that's my advice that's my assignment for this week and uh that's it let's go to the interview I guess with Tony Boswell I just posted a fire gym selfie, so that works for me. I saw that. Um, yeah, you, you lift and stuff, right? Yeah, I mean a little bit. I just like work out, like not not uh not not quite crazy. Mm. What's yeah, what, yeah, what would be considered bit. crazy um, for you? Like, uh, I'm not like bodybuilding. I'm right. not like I'm not bodybuilding or powerlifting. Um, I, I like I, I guess I do like lift like heavy weights, but that's just because I'm a, a large person. Yeah. Um, but I'm not. Uh, it's like more than average person, but not as much as the people I'm thinking about. I guess. 
know it's what I hard mean? with like comparing yourself in you know like a gym yeah. setting because like the, the the bar is really all over the place you know yeah like, are, are, yeah. are you like a casual guy who like wants to lose 10 pounds and just goes on the treadmill or are you like a crazy gym rat like the the the, the span is very wide yeah exactly yeah i go i go like i go probably you know at least i try to go four four or five times a week if i can um and That's, it is a lot of like like weightlifting and stuff like that yeah um but like that's it's kind of i've only at this year like since probably probably like december last year november last year well no a little before that but yeah so it's only it hasn't even been a full year of, of a lot of gym exercise a lot of gym going that's a pretty and good just, clip though five five days yeah, a week yeah what, what why'd you start um i kind of just realized i had time to really is what it was i had time to um the gym by me had a really good sale on like a membership it was like one of those like no money down two free months type deals and it's like right down the street from me mm -hmm. um so i really had like no excuses and i am you know uh aging and i was like it was that thing where i was like oh i have to start maintaining myself now i have to start well, more than i used to because i've always like ridden bikes and stuff like that yeah um but i needed to get a little more uh, i guess aggressive about maintaining my self and my like ability to move around <laughs> there was a guy who had to be like in his 70s yeah and he was getting he was getting like uh personal training sessions he was like you, he was learning how to use the equipment and it was like super lightweight but it was like yeah do some lightweights and you can like no matter you, it, everybody has different you know accessibility points you know like that's a thing um that i have to think about um, but if you can do just find something to do, it usually helps. And also it's been really good for my fucking mental health. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Those Let, little, uh, endorphins. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, has mental health been, uh, something that you've, uh, needed to kind of, uh, work on and, and address? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, um, I think most everybody does, uh, I'm no exception to the rule for sure. Uh, but yeah, like undoubtedly, um, like seeking things like therapy are great and everything like that. But um, sometimes it is a little more like chemical, um, yeah. and you do just need to like uh, sweat, get your heart rate up, or something like that, you know. Yeah, um, and it's it is it is good. I think it's a more holistic experience. Um, you know, talk therapy is good and, and necessary for a lot of issues, but I think uh, physical activity cannot be understated, like how, how important, or cannot be overstated, yeah. like how important that is. Um, and, you know, that was something, like I went to, like, I was going to like talk therapy for like the longest time, um, a good 10 years before I really started like, exercising in earnest um mm -hmm. on a regular basis you know and and like actually sticking with it and like that just really it it changed a lot you know and it was like i i was mad that it did you know it was it yeah. was just like god damn like yeah i don't know um why why lifting specifically it was was it like a a, a thing you'd always wanted to get into no i actually always kind of shied away from it because i'm like a larger person in general Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always been kind of like aware of that and it's, it's beneficial, but it's also like, 
it's interesting too. Um, just being a just being a, a a large a large, you know, a large black man in America has carries a certain weight, you know. Yeah. And there was a while where, like, when I was in high school and stuff, I played football for a minute. Um, and when I worked out, I just got really big, really fast. I didn't look muscular. I just got large. Yeah. I didn't look like I didn't look sick like The Rock or anything like that. I just looked large. I had big, big man boobs and a big old butt. And um, I didn't really want to go that route, yeah. you know. And I was like, I was always scared of like working out for that reason because I just didn't want to look bigger than I already am. Um, but then I just kind of figured out a different way to work out and um, realized that like everybody. Like everybody, and like also kind of embracing being. It finally, it took me thirty six years to embrace being large. Yeah, you know, uh, and and now I now I love it. Now I love that I I'm you know large and I get to embrace that and it, it helps. You know, it because uh, now it's like oh I'm not just this large like because I was always I take up the same amount of space as I always have, but now it's a little more solid than it used to be. Yeah. So now it's like oh I'm I'm not like a you know, a fat blubbering guy. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm harder to hurt now. <laughs> yeah. You're a big yeah. solid dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's fun, right? It's, it's exactly. It's, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, with, uh, I don't know, like John Fetterman and like, you know, there's, there, I think there's big beefy boys are having a big, uh, uh, moment in the sun right now. And I, I think that that's, that's great. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, larger statured people should should uh embrace it you know we're i mean we we had the short king discussion um mm -hmm. and and that's great and and i'm glad that like shorter dudes are like getting their due but uh you know the, some of us grew to be six feet and and up and you know like, that's 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 also yeah. part of the human experience it's cool like i mean it's it's the the general conversation about body positivity at all you know um genderless you know um, has been great and like it's cool that because it, it took me a really long time to be like oh oh shit i'm sexy like oh mm -hmm. oh wow who who knew who knew and like it what it, it was finally people coming around and being like oh no i like i like me a, a chunky hairy hairy man yeah you know? well that's the thing right is yeah the you think of like the typical you know hunk and it's like a lean hairless ryan gosling type right yeah yeah, they definitely um, don't have a hairy gut, you know. And yeah, I, I still, I still have a hairy gut for sure. I have this fucking belly that will not, yeah, go away no matter what I do. I mean, yeah. not no matter what I do because I haven't done everything, and I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna give up like cookies and beer. Like that's just mm -hmm. part of my life, you know. So like, I will also go to the gym, but I, then I'm then I'm gonna like have a high life later, same, and relax and enjoy my life and like eat food and like my girlfriend's a really good cook and I'm going to eat her cooking and I'm, I'm not going to like be calorie counting and cause I don't have to like, that's not part of my, yeah. that's not part of my job really to like, you know, look like a Ken doll on camera. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like I went and saw the Barbie movie and I, I, I saw Gosling in that and I was like, holy mm -hmm. shit. And he's like, what in his forties? He looks amazing. Yeah, he's impressive. He looks like somehow more ripped than he's ever been. And like, I think it does help if you've always been, he's hot. always been like that. He's he also hot, like, he, yeah. it's all it, like every resource he has is going towards it. He has a trainer. It's all like yeah, totally, being paid yeah. for by the studios. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's like science scientifically like looks that way. You know, it's, it's, that's not a thing that most guys should even 
aspire to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like that's, again, like a thing that I I think about a lot in terms of like the positive and negative aspects of uh, gym culture and maleness and male Mm -hmm. body image, because there's a lot going on there that is absolutely, you know, just just real toxic, real bad, really doesn't help anybody um, other than arguably to like maybe motivate somebody out of like anxiety of looking bad. But that's not a good way of going about it. Like it's it's got to be something like a gift you're giving to yourself, not a punishment. A couple things, Uh, you know, going like you talked about. Yeah, we both have guts and like that's part of it. But it's funny, you know, I, I don't know. I'm assuming I bet your girlfriend would probably be bummed if you lost your gut and might not even be your girlfriend if you didn't have the gut in the first place. It's yeah, like, cause I people mean, love that. Like I, I love, I love a tummy. Give me a tummy. Oh, absolutely. You know, like that's, I also love a non tummy. Like it, I love it all, you know, but it's like, you know, there's we're people, people, we are, we are like, everyone is attractive. You know, everybody is attractive and like figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to like the culture stuff, I, I get this, like, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I could definitely put a finger on if I thought about it long enough, but I love to go into um, cultures that like I, I don't really fit into to kind of to kind of like bring that counterbalance to kind of be like, you don't have to be this. So like at the gym, the gym I go to, it's actually full of um, the opposite of me in the sense that they're a bunch of like bootlicking cop lovers and like literal proud boys. Whoa. You know, and like, it's just because of the location yeah. and it's a cheap and it's a cheap gym. And so I love going in there with my, like, um, you know, I, I love going in there and being like, Oh, Hey, Hey bootlickers. Like, uh, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm actually a soy boy. I, you know, I've, you know, I, I that's what I, that's what I right. do. I'm a soy boy and I'm lifting here, you know, with you. Um, right. sometimes not, we, not even more than you, but I'm here doing it. We got a, I, we know, got a black lefty vegan up in here lifting just as exactly. much as everybody else. Yeah. And it's like the same thing with like how I just, I just got into like golf and it's the same thing. It's like, I, I want to go into these little things and just kind of like, as kind of like a fuck you as kind of like, I, I don't think they really want you. They don't really want me here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're going to um, go to a gun range next. I, I I I've always loved gun ranges. Yeah. 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 Gun, gun ranges, ranges are fun. Always, I'm sorry. Like you, you, you got to like, do you got to do your research. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that's you know that's that's thing too is like I don't know. I I like I like that I like that I like that now. If I were to, because people were always you know you, you stay in your bubble, but it's mm-hmm. like no, I can I can go to I can go to like some guy in Huntington Beach, and um, we can have a whole conversation about like working out, golfing, guns. And he's gonna be like, "Oh, you're not like a little," and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, but also, um, uh, I I want I want I want you to get the value out of your labor, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. can sneak that stuff in there." Yeah, I actually, sir, yeah. want you to get paid for the work you do, and I want you to have health care and like a retirement plan, and I'd I'd, I'd like you to you know live yeah. in a, a a world that has you know an ozone layer. And like drinkable yeah. water and shit, you know, just that'd be just cool. Yeah. Like food you can buy and eat and doesn't, you know, fill you with microplastics. Just, just stuff like that. Just basic shit. That I would love you to have that. Even if, yeah. even if you think that I'm like a soy boy, better cuck bitch, you know, like I don't like. That's fine. You can, you can think that about me. That's it's and a hard like thing the, to with the masculinity and all that. Because you're right, it's definitely a thing. And 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 um, I. I kind of 
do because I, you know, I kind of do channel that because I'm definitely, you know, like a, I, I present very masculine mm-hmm. just because I'm a large, hairy man with a beard, you know. Um, but like a, a, one motivation for me is that that saying, like, you know, a, a cop said his PR today, like, did you work out? Like, yeah, you know, but the people who are going to be wrestling us to the ground, they're working out every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, I mean, so. Yeah. It's um so got to get jacked. It's not a you know it's it's not a uh I don't know. Like I thought about this a lot especially like during 2020 when like we had nothing to do but sit around and like lift kettlebells and yeah. you know this was that was when I was like really starting to like take it more seriously and and do it more just cuz I had the time. And it's not a fun thing to think about, but you know, just, just the idea that like you can be as nonviolent as you want, but the world that you live in is not nonviolent. Mm-hmm. The world that we live in is just generations of, of conflicts and conquest and slaughter and war. And it sucks. I don't like it. I don't think it's cool and sexy and fun. And I'm not like a, like a fucking like world war two nerd. I don't think that it's like yeah. entertainment. I think it's horrifying, but it is what it is. And, you know, I, I, I just think that people should I don't know, be aware of that. Yeah, I think that's, that's true. It's it's like the reality, you know, because um, a lot of people see some of my like points of views as almost being like nihilistic or, you know, being kind of like, uh, you know, a doomer or whatever. But it's you know with the with the with the, the show that i the show that i do mm-hmm. you know as many like funny comments as we see like we see people who actually are like they're they're actively preparing to harm us and by us i by us i mean the the grand us like um working class people of all stripes i'm not even going to you know and I, I i i do mean that part like working class people of all stripes there's people who are like gearing up to harm us. And like, that's, that's just the truth. And like, I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to do that, but I want to have the option to, to protect myself and the people around me. And, um, and it, it, it sucks that like that scares people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just, that's, that's the, the American landscape that we've, um, that we're in where it's like, we're kind of taught that either you got to choose like one side or the other. And one side is like, for some reason, it's only like, only, only racists arm themselves, and it's like, no, I'm actually not coming from that point of view. I'm coming from like the Panther point of view. You know, it's yeah. like, no, I I want to protect my community, um, and my community is my community is working class people, not like people who I think look like me. I'm sorry to sound so nihilistic about it, but we're not going to get rid of the guns in America. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. Just, it's just yeah. impossible. Like yeah. there are more guns than there are people. Yeah, I mean, especially now, like we, like we could, we can, like you can three D print most of the gun now. So it's like, yeah, what are yeah, you gonna do? It's it's over. You know? Like that, yeah. that would be great if we could do like what Australia yeah. did and got rid of all of the guns. But it is just not possible in this country, and so we have to think outside of that. And I became a lot more agnostic on gun ownership. Uh, especially considering the fact that you look around and, you know, the only people, uh, collecting guns are, you know, cops and proud boys and the people who support them. And that does not seem like a good idea. 
and we're not going to live in a world where the guns all just disappear, you know? And yeah. it's, it's again, it's not a thing that I really like thinking about because it's fucking grim and bums me out a lot. And oh, totally, yeah. gives me a lot of anxiety. But, um, you know, it's like... It is what it is. It's just it's just growing up to face reality. Well, it's also that thing too, where I mean, because I, I think pe people think it is so black and white, but I I do think it's um, the caveat is if you are comfortable and if you are able to, and if you are in a place in your life where you can arm yourself to protect yourself, please do it. I understand that there's situations where you can't. You know, like I didn't have a gun in my house for a long time because I had roommates who, you know, for for their own protection, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that by them. You know, yeah. So it is that caveat. You know, I do I, I do think it's that caveat. It's like, um, I'm not telling you that you suck if you don't if you don't like them. I'm just saying like, if if people if people can do it, you're you're gonna you're gonna you know, you're gonna want just like they because they're saying everything. We kind of need to start saying something they're saying because they're saying like. Well, you're gonna you're gonna want me to have it when they come through because they're talk they think they're talking about like Antifa coming to take their barns, yeah. Um, but I I'm talking about like you know them assaulting you in the middle of the night because you're wearing heels and maybe don't present the way they like you to. Yeah, like that's that's the reality, you know. And it, it's it is grim, it is grim. Um, but I don't know. I'm hoping there's more conversations about it because I I think that the more the more people that come to that conclusion kind of the more relaxed i can be you know what mm -hmm. i mean um i i think i hope because that's because in the day like you said the, the cops aren't going to get rid of theirs so that's kind of strictly from this american point of view the cops aren't going to get rid of theirs and um so that's all that really matters to me <laughs> yeah um so like speaking of your podcast um uh, Minion Death Cult is the, is the yeah, podcast, yeah. Um, and and what you do kind of on the podcast is is you delve into just comment sections and and read people's uh, real spicy takes on on current events. Yeah. Um, how did you uh, you know conceive of that idea? Well, the the idea came pretty much directly from uh, my co-host Alexander, who is like the brain father of Minion Death Cult. Um, he used to have a a show that was awesome um, called That Awful Sound where he would talk about like cringe music we used to listen to growing up maybe or like a guilty pleasure song. And part of it was watching the music video and going through the comments because every comment would be something along the lines of like, they just don't make them like they used to. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that. Uh and it the it all started basically from a political music video. Um, it was a video that this guy Adam Calhoun made. Adam Calhoun is a Heard a self self appointed. Uh, he this is his term, not mine. I'm not being I'm not being a reverse racist. Um, hip hop, a hip hop artist, which is like country country rap. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he made a song about how much he hates Colin Kaepernick, and it's like, uh, you know, I. I, I kneel for the cross and I stand for the flag type song. And um, that opened it up the floodgates to comments. And we're like, oh, wow, this this is everywhere. Every Everything that's happening right now, there is public discourse in the comment section uh, that is pretty authentic because it's not, it's not like 
it's not just your grunt style wearing proud boy or like your purple haired queer friend. It's it's not just those people. It's it's your aunt. It's your you know, it's your quiet coworker. It's yeah. uh, you know, it's it's the person who helps you at the gas station. It's like it's everybody, and you get this like wild synthesis of of perspectives in the in the comment section. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of like you know, unfortunately, it's 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 evergreen in the sense that the the content just keeps on coming because the world just gets more and more wacky. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been it's been good. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's another uh, thing about the internet that I also try and remind myself of to uh, maybe chill out a bit is that everybody's got a fucking hot take on the internet and a lot of people like to talk shit on the internet. And if you look specific, like strictly at the discourse on the internet, um, you will think at any given point, we are like a half hour away from like a full blown civil war, people spraying each other in the streets. Right. Oh yeah. Well, it's so like the tension is there. And yet if you go outside, typically most of the time it's actually people are a lot more chill and there's a, you know, there's at least a level of like inhibition that people, you know, uh, put on when, when they go out and, and actually interact in real society and are just like saying, like just expressing their id, you know, on, on Mm -hmm. the computer. Um, so like I take a little bit of comfort in the fact that like you can take the tone of what you hear on the internet and maybe like step it back a couple of paces. And then that's more likely, you know, how people are really going to be in person. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know if you remember this this thing that um, I remember when I was like a teen. The thing is, the joke was, oh yeah, if a dude tells you how many how many women they slept with, you like divide that by half and minus three, right? And like that's the real number, and that's what the comment section is. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. yeah it's it, it's and that's totally what it, and like and you can you can kind of see like the um, the juxtaposition between the reality and and the internet. You can kind of see like what's goofy and copy pasta and like sad brainwashing individuals who are just like nothing's ever going to come of this. But we we do have a we've developed a principle on the show, and, and I, I I always forget the name of it. But you know you know the idea that um, in discourse, as long as it goes on, the likelihood of someone making comparison to Hitler or Nazi Germany really re- is absolute. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so an inevitability. There's a similar thing. There's a name for it, and I forget what it is, and I should remember it, um, because we've developed a a, a similar theory that we call um, Minion's Law, where if in the comment section, no matter what it is, there will be a call for civil war at some point. And we've (laughs) seen this from everything to like, you know, um, to, you know, obviously things like uh, uh, drag drag story times, you know, yeah, that's obviously going to be there. But then you also see it when. um, Chick-fil-A rolled out a vegetarian sandwich. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the gambit. It's everywhere. Um and so that that exists throughout the world, but then also like it, it's nice when you're talking about comparing it to real life. But then, you know, you'll see something and I use example, I was watching this this golf video cuz I'm a fucking nerd about it right now, and the guy was getting custom clubs made. And there's a piece on the golf club that's right above the head that's colorful and you can customize that. Yeah, and the guy getting it was a 
uh, I'm assuming an upper middle class white dude um, who probably has conservative leaning values. Um, just I'm assuming on demographics, but the ferals he was getting were straight up uh, trans pride flag ferals. And like this guy has no clue. So there's still this section of the world. He that just, he has just no likes idea. pink and blue. He's like, he just oh, pink likes and blue stripes. Pink and blue and white. Pretty, he thinks yeah. it looks great. Yeah. And so there's still this section of the world that is that. And that's wonderful. And I almost like envy those people. So uh, it, it's funny knowing that 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 the, the both those things exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. There was a lot of this going on, like during especially like during the election where like, you know, people would canvas. Um, I would hear from people canvassing and they would say, you know, like, well, what you learn out there is that Twitter is in real life, you know, and, and thank God. You know, because like it, it, it can be a really uh, uh, insufferable and hostile place. Like it's and that's only gotten worse since the, you know, the last election. Um, and, you know, actually just going out and talking to people in the real world face to face. I've done some canvassing and I I don't like it because it's it can be really uncomfortable and it can be really frustrating. Um, but. I've found that canvassing face to face actually is a lot more uh, is a lot less intimidating or just like a lot less like just like gross and hostile than like even over the mm-hmm. phone. Because like mm-hmm. I've gotten yelled at. I've got called a fucking communist. I got all that, that this and that, you know, like, you know, you're going to ruin America with your socialist agenda, blah, blah, blah. Over the phone. I've only gotten that like in my face like twice in years yeah. of canvassing. You know, yeah. and and if you're standing right in front of somebody, uh, it's a, I think it's a lot harder to uh, just take that kind of tone with somebody, you know, um, it, it's and, and, and again, like, I'm glad because like I don't have the energy to just have that kind of engagement all the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny, too, because that takes it another step further, right, because. There's there's the internet where things are extreme, and then there's also you know being being engaged with you know politic at large, um, whether it's like organizing um, or like mutual aid or like um, you know getting involved in your local government. Uh, where if you go if you go you know if you're in those things, you're gonna find a more uh, charged up type of person no matter what direction you're going mm-hmm. because you're taking that further step to like to get involved to get engaged to yes. have to make your opinion known and go out of your way for it whereas that's not most people even even no. that's not most people yeah you know most people um it, it, as much as you might have as much as we might see a lot of like you know maga flags or whatever you're still seeing more people who have nothing most yeah. people don't even have the bandwidth to be bothered with yes um anything remotely close to that you know um or or, or they're so far above it that they don't care but the majority of people don't even they really don't care yeah uh which you know which is kind of good but it's good also yeah, it's, unfortunate. it's good it's, it's good it's and bad because like if, if people were more informed then would the ruling class be able to pull one over on so many people the way they do. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, when you are engaging people, 
uh, on political issues and like there always is this like anxiety in the back of my head that like somebody's going to know more than me or like that I'm going to get like owned that I'm going to like look really stupid and that's never happened because most people you talk to just like John Mm -hmm. Q public they're like yeah I don't know like tell me about this is like I haven't had time to think about it I haven't had time to read about it you know uh, and, and it's just not a thing that crosses their mind and, and that's definitely another like symptom of the internet is that thing where yeah because um if you do if you are a little wrong people are assholes about it people yeah. are real assholes about it you know we're like honestly if if i'm if i'm wrong i'm way more ready to be like oh word like let me know like let you know put it down on me mm-hmm. but if you're gonna be like you fucking idiot you dumb npc you you real you know you you don't know anything you're so missing you know that doesn't help anybody but um that only happens on the internet yeah because <clears throat> even in real life the most combative person on the internet you're going to have you're going to be able to actually have like actual dialogue on that note how do you keep the sort of uh the stamina the emotional bandwidth to uh, wade into these uh, real stinky comment sections uh, every week and 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 read some of the the craziest shit like all the time without it like kind of getting in your head. Well, I mean, it absolutely has gotten in our heads before. Um, we have had to like take breaks and stuff. Um, also, I'm really lucky. I I I basically just show up. Alexander does all the work. Alexander does all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 for the most part, just show up and, um, you know, offer my perspective and try to be a little funny. Um, but a lot of that, too, though, is that, you know, although it's very real and a lot of these things do have consequence, a lot of it is that, you know, him and I are in our own respects involved in um, our local communities in actual organizing, um, whether it's, you know, the work he does with the Teamsters or, you know, the work I, I, I've done with, like, local mutual aid or, um, or like, our black, the Black Power Collective down here. Um, I think because we, we are tapped in in real life, it makes those themes seem a little more um, – it's easier to deal with because I, like, uh, the comparison – it's just not – you know, it, it is that disconnect. It is that internet disconnect that I'm able to do. So it does make it a little easier. But um, we've – We've also gotten good at like, well, it's sad. Um, the most ridiculous stuff we don't even read on the show anymore, um, because we've already seen all the worst stuff that keeps on popping up. Mm-hmm. Those things don't even make it on the show. Like, just like, it's sad. We're, we think like, uh, oh, that's just really severe racism. That's yeah. boring. There is a part. There, like, <laughs> there is a point you know? where it goes past being funny and it's just like, oh, this is just fucked up. Like that did you see the um the documentary about QAnon, the the HBO one? It was like a like the Into the Storm or whatever. No, no, I didn't. Um pretty good. Pretty well made. Um and and I've heard good things about it. Pretty pretty incredible that they like their finger was so on the pulse and like it was being released kind of like, like almost immediately after like J six happened. Yeah. And, and they had footage of that. Like it it was like this pretty well curated documentary. It it, it like really like, wow, you like, you really, uh, you got in on this thing right before it really popped off and you got all this footage and, and it's, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, 
fuck me. Lost my train of thought. Well, what's great about that, though, is the people they're talking about would be like, oh, that's really that's really interesting that the Hollywood elite happened to be on the pulse of what happened was happening in the QAnon. That's yeah. that's funny. Oh, that's that's, you know, like th- 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 that's immediately where they'd go. Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say is uh, so they talked a lot to uh, what's his name? Frederick Brennan, um, uh-huh. who is like one of the. He was he's kind of a, a like a face turn in in the whole series because he started off uh, like on 4chan and then made 8chan um, mm-hmm. and and had this sort of morbid curiosity about people's darkest most uncensored thoughts and you know he has I don't know some sort of medical condition he's in a wheelchair he's 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 very like undergrown like he's very small yeah um and and has all these health problems and he would read kind of on purpose the sorts of things that people would say to him like on these boards without any sort of moderation you know that he should just you know he's like this freak and should be put in a camp and blah 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 like just all this like straight up nazi shit you know that like he should have been aborted like you know all this stuff and to him, there was something really interesting about like the free speech aspect of like, oh, this yeah. is what people really think in their heads and when they're not trying to be like polite <laughs> and civil with people. Um, but again, like at a certain point, it's like it's not like it's not cute and it's not fun. And then it gets dangerous. And like what he realized later, like he sort of has a change of heart and realizes like what this has become and, and, and how out of control it got with the Q postings that Mm -hmm. it was influencing, you know, high up politicians and was possibly instating a coup in the United States. Like that, like that kind of level of where, you know, he was just like, Oh God, what have I done? And, and, you know, got out of there and like sort of turned against it. But, you know, yeah, there is a certain there's a certain aspect where it just it it's not fun anymore and just becomes depressing, you know? When, when like when you watch like uh fail videos and like you know you watch people like fall and get hit in the face and and slap their face on the concrete and you're like, "Oh, okay, they probably lost a tooth, but that's fine." Yeah. But then there's like then you you dig through enough of that and pretty soon like you see someone get decapitated in a car accident or something mm-hmm. and you're like Real oh yeah. okay this isn't funny anymore this is i feel gross now and i feel really uh sick and disturbed and you know uh it it can it can change real quick oh absolutely um i mean i so in my personal life you know around 2020 around um Around like 2020, I was doing a lot of personal organizing, and um, my face was kind of out there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's funny, it's it's I have like these two lives, and this they're totally separate. Like that that didn't even make it into the podcast. There's no reason for that to make it into the podcast. There's no reason for that, you know. And also, there's no reason for me to bring up a podcast when I'm organizing around, you know, uh, around people being murdered. Yeah. Um. So, but in doing this, uh. I, I did. I ended up getting a lot of death threats um, and a lot of gnarly things being told to me. Um, and But there was this, like, kind of enjoyment in me having the Internet background that I had where I was like, oh, you're you're being you're being really mean and you're trying to scare me right now. 
but you're also a little fucking idiot. You're also this little dummy whose IP address I just found really easily. Um, and like the address you use to try to dox me with is absolutely wrong. Um, you're like, you know, you're doxing me with like false information that's like not accurate. Um, and I'm also very available. You can, I don't need to be doxed. Uh, anybody with five minutes can find them where I live. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you'd have this like joy in that, right? Yeah. But then it, but then, but then you find out that a couple of these people know each other, you know, and it does get too. There, and then, then there's, then you find there's like conspiracies around these things, and it does get out of hand, and it then it is like, oh man, this is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and it happens real fast, and and it and it's just a symptom of the internet of this communication, this anonymous communication, where like you know, I I find out, you know, I find out eventually like, one is this like. And they're all, you know, I don't know. Some of them might be credible threats at some point. Who knows? I don't. I don't think about it too much. But like, one of them was like this this guy who was bedridden. You know, like he, yeah. I he, that that sucks and that's sad. But people want to get that off on the internet. You know, yeah. uh, and and it's it's like, and they find community in it, which is weird. Which kind of begs the importance of like how important community is. And how a lot of this is actually the, the the response to people not having community. Yeah. And like, okay, you know what I do have now? I have I have this group of guys who all I don't even you know, this is this is the, the hypothetical person speaking, like, I don't even actually have personal beef with Jews, but you know what? All these guys call me brother. Yeah. And like that feels great. And I get to go on the internet and like if someone comes for me, they'll all dogpile on them with me. And like this feels fantastic, I now have community. Yeah, and it, it sucks. It, it sucks that it that it that that's where people find it. Um, yeah, oftentimes, and uh, you know, and, and this has happened over and over. You know, in, in all kinds of like weird internet subcultures. Um, you know, the 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 nice guys and the fucking the the incels mm -hmm. and you know. It's it's obvious from looking from the outside that there is some sort of unmet need being fulfilled there of yeah. you know some sort of just positive male community or something you know that 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 people can uh, glom onto if they feel sort of ostracized in in other aspects of their life, which is why that weird sort of uh, phenomenon in the last ten years of you know how like there was that old image of like the nerd as this like yeah innocent delicate picked on kid um that you know that people should be nicer to and stuff uh, because yeah. like they're actually smart and they're going to blossom in all these ways and then like the nerds found the internet and then got really fucking vicious really fast and you know, it, like nerds and nerd culture, like any time you would go into any sort of like nerdy subculture, be it Star Wars, anime, comics, whatever, there mm -hmm. was this like angry male subculture thing yeah. like, kind of baked into it. Um, and it's just, it's weird how it, it keeps happening and it's, and it's 
Um, I think it's, you know, again, in retrospect and kind of looking from the outside of, uh, you know, what happened with, with the QAnon thing, like it makes perfect sense. Like that during the pandemic is when a lot of it really started to blow up when people were isolated, when people were cut off from their communities, when, you know, they're like people would lose, like people had lost their jobs, had nothing better to do than just like mm-hmm. sit on these fucking message boards all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it fulfilled something. And, you know, like I, I have kind of like a marginal interest in, in cults and, um, yeah, totally. and, and I just, I, I just think they're like, it's kind of just a weird, fascinating human thing. It, it's part of the um, sick fat, like curiosity we've been talking about the whole time. It's yeah. definitely part of that. Yeah. It's, but like you, you hear from cult survivors, uh, you know, like everybody from like, from like Jonestown to like the Rajneesh people, like, and, and. Or, or even like the fucking uh, the Nexium people, and like at first, mm-hmm. like you know, there's always is some sort of grain of truth, and there always is some sort of like thing that it is kind of helping with in some way that uh, is like kind of the initial selling point. you know and 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 then it and then it just gets out of control and people are so desperate for that thing that it was providing them mm-hmm. with that, that like they'll do anything. It just, it's incredible. I don't know. Do you think that you could what? ever, uh, get sucked into a cult? Um, no, no. Uh, but a lot of it is just because of like, uh, I guess cause I, I guess cause I was part of one before you I was were. like super Catholic when I was young. Okay. Um, when I was like a young adult, like I, I didn't like stop going to church till I was like 20. Whoa. Yeah, um, I used to I used to like teach catechism classes. Holy shit! So you were raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I was an altar boy. Um, I used to be. I used to. I used to do. Uh, yeah, I used to. I used to teach people to be confirmed, which wow. is like the the grown up the grown up uh, uh, baptism. That's like the mm-hmm. one where you're like you're like. 14 13 14 and you're saying as as a grown-up as a 13 14 year old grown-up that i'm not being baptized as a baby i'm like saying as an adult that i'm ready Mm -hmm. uh and uh, yeah i was like so i guess i was i was so down for that um and i like i i i've experienced that that i don't think i could ever like fall for it again but maybe it's almost to a fault where maybe i'm also missing out on some community that might be cool yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, no, I don't think I could ever like. I don't think I could ever like. I don't think I. I don't think I'd fall for it. What was it giving I'm to you? Now. Um, and you know, what, what, did, what uh, eventually kind of made you start to think like, I don't know if I want to be a part of this. Um. So it was pretty direct things. Like, I grew up in it, and I'll be, and I, I, I gotta give, I gotta give it credit where credit's due. Um, all of like. All of my, uh, all of my like socialist uh, type points of views, they all stem from Christianity, um, and so that's really where I learned all that stuff. So as a kid, mm. it all made sense. I went to Catholic school on a scholarship because I was like real broke, um, so I was like the byproduct of like the um, of the charity that that Catholicism offered. Um, mm-hmm. I did have community, like, you know, we didn't, 
we didn't go for wanting because of the church. We didn't have we it was it still was brutal like it was it was brutal but I was always okay as a kid because I had the consistency of the church even though I was like living in a different house every 4 months. Yeah. Um and I and I I had that and then as a as a young adult um again um my both my parents got locked up when I was like 16 when I was like 16 and a half. Hmm. They both got locked up at the same time. They're not even together at this point. This is, they had never been together my whole life. Quint, totally quint, total coincidental. Did they wind they up both in the same, locked up. the same jail? And they're like, well, this is awkward. That, that would have been really awkward. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but yeah. So, to, but similar, similar crime, really funny, similar crime. Um, they, so, they, so in that, like, again, I had nowhere to turn, but the church, because that's what I had. Uh, my extended family was like kind of uh, weird about it, everything. Uh, but the church was cool. The church held me down. Hmm. Um, so I, I was I was about it. And what really figured it out for me is like, like I knew that I was queer. You know, I knew that I was queer. But um, I'm like I'm like the good queer because I'm like you know I'm you know bisexual. I uh, I don't really your your gender doesn't really mean, mean a lot to me. But I still but I still fuck women. So we're cool. You right. know. So um, I, I, it wasn't a big deal for, for me, per se. Um, but then I was sponsoring one of my friends to become – to get confirmed. And he was much older, but he was also out and gay. And they straight up, like, told me, like, no. They were like, you can't, you can't do that. If you sponsor this kid, you can't teach classes anymore. Wow. You know? Like, you can't, you can't promise this kid's not – because – he can be gay all he wants, but if he's thinking about dicks, you can't. So that it was that it was that clear. Did you know? Easy, did you know? Easy moment the, for me. Did you know at the time that you were also queer? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I knew I was queer because of him. Hmm. You know, and it was like so. I totally knew that. You know, it was like, and because they were based, they they showed up for like, um, you know, um, we're not. We know that he won't have premarital sex. That's fine, but he can't even think about it. That's like a sin. He can't do that. And you know he's going to do that. It's not his fault he's going to do that. But you can't back him doing that and then continue to teach classes. And I was like, oh, damn. Well, I can't think about Dixon to teach classes. That's for sure. And it really made me like assess the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, because everything had kind of like fallen, like fallen in a weird way, I got real nihilistic. Like real nihilistic. Um, got real bitter with the idea of God. Um, but then became really pragmatic and kind of like positive through that. Like, yeah. Um, and I just kind of, I know that that was my, I, I understand the necessity of, of church and cults. So that's why I was like there, you know? Um, but I, I, I came up with this, like this point of view now where I'm, I, it's, it's kind of me being maybe a bit cynical, but I think that like real true faith, like the faith that you can't shake. Um, I think it only comes. You have to either be in a place, place of privilege, or a place of desperation. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I think, I think, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that either. I think it's if that's working for you and that's helping you, you know, survive, run it. Um, so that's just kind of where I ended up in the end. Did you? And now I'm just a bummer at parties. You know. <laughs> Did you at any point? Um like internalize any of that like that like you felt like you were wrong for being queer or your friend was wrong for being queer no because um i i also like luckily grew up around it mm. i grew up around queer people um so and i always liked them the most 
Right. And so I knew, and they were also like the kindest. So that was something that you could kind of like, that was a circle you could square with the church. Just be like, well, the church would frown upon this, but I'm fine. Yeah. and, And like, and like, because, because it was Catholicism, right? So like in Catholicism, like sex isn't bad. You know, mm-hmm. sex is actually fine. It's it's premarital sex that's bad. So it didn't matter if I like it didn't matter if I was like down enough to be like, oh yeah, he's cute. It didn't matter if I did that. All that really mattered is that like at the end of the day, um everyone around me thought I was only jerking off to boobs. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was fine. I was able to like sneak around it. You know, I was able to still like experience my experiences um on my own. Um and I and I also was like viewed myself as like a progressive, like a progressive Catholic, you know? Yeah. Which they, I was yeah, like, they I was, exist. I was, I was you like, know, the, the Jesuits. I was like, there's and, no way. Yeah. There's no way that Jesus is homophobic. There's no way. I refuse to believe it. I'm going to, I'm going to put my little asterisks on, on the text. And then what's funny is like a, two years after I left that church, the youth group that I was part of, they called it Life Teen. Um, they would like petition to bring the church to like pre-Vatican II. They would petition to go to like pre-Vatican II church where it's like in Latin women are not allowed on the stage the stage anymore. And it's like, oh my God, like I'm I I'm so happy I left there. Like right before that happened. So it, it's pretty wild. What's pre-Vatican II? So Vatican II is something that happened in the seventies uh-huh. where before that Catholicism was even more traditional than it is now. So even more sitting up and standing down and kneeling and more prayers and everything was in Latin and women were not allowed in the altar. And you had to wear head coverings and, and all this stuff. And in a very progressive move, they said, okay, we're gonna you can say the mass in whatever language you want now. And and women can make announcements. Nuns can help clean now on the altar. Um, and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like, oh, and also a more progressive uh, point of view on the subservience of, of marriage, but still not good at all. Still very bad, but better than it was. Um, and yeah, these like young people, these people in their like early twenties were like, no, we need to take it back to that. And, that, and so see, me seeing this in 2007, 2008 prepared me for what we're seeing now. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So I don't think I'll fall. I don't think I'll, I don't see myself falling for a cult anytime soon just because I'm now I'm such a skeptic hater. Right. Did you, um, like grapple at all with your sexuality outside of, you know, just religious teachings, just so far as like just being a dude and being a bisexual dude, I think is, um, I don't know. There's not a lot of representation of that. There's like no. even today, you know, no, and, there's like, and still I think not. like every other girl on the planet is bisexual or can at least, you know, just like sort of, you know, turn that way or whatever, like just like be, you know, like make out with a girl and like not feel weird about it. But with guys, even among progressive, you know, whatever, like queer friendly dudes, who are straight, I feel like there still is this weird stigma with bisexual men where like they can, they can, they're okay with like women being all kinds of queer. They're okay with trans people. Mm-hmm. They're okay with, uh, uh, straight dudes and gay dudes, but like anything that's like sort of 
in the middle of that with male yeah. sexuality, I think is still, I think, new and weird for people. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, so the, so the Catholicism made it pretty easy because, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go to hell. That would be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Life was already pretty much hell. I didn't want to go to actual hell. Um, and so, and also I was like a real late bloomer and like, and, and when it comes to things like confidence and stuff like that. So I didn't even think sex was going to be an option for a long time. So it didn't matter what kind of sex I was thinking about. Um, you know, I, I didn't come to like understand, uh, like I remember like the first, like the first like guy I was like, oh, this is a guy I want. This is a guy I have feelings about. This is cool. Like I have a crush on the celebrity, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was as far as it went. Cause that's as far as it went with everything, you know? Um, cause like, uh, you know, I was jerking off with my eyes closed. So that wasn't my fault. Whatever happened there. Cause right. I didn't have, um, too much. You know, I had like, a, I remember like having like my friend stole a VHS from his dad of a, of a porno. And like, right. so, but the, so we didn't get to, I, I couldn't go search out that stuff. Right. Um, but then I also came to age of a point in like the early, the mid two thousands. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, uh, what do they, what do they call it? The indie, the indie dirt bag kind of era, the indie sleaze era, the, era? The indie sleaze yeah. era, um, where like dudes were making out with each other a lot hmm. and they would always do it under the guides of like. Oh, dude, we're gonna make out, and then the girls are gonna make out, and then we're gonna make out with the girls. So it's not, it's not gay. But then I liked it a lot. I liked it more than they did. Right. And I was like, oh, this is this is something I'm into. This is cool. All right, cool, run it. You know. Um. So that that also helped. A lot of coincidences made it very easy for me. Yeah, it's ironic that um, Catholicism somehow. Uh inoculated you from sexual guilt in this way of like being like well it's like i think a lot of people learn a lot of boys learn it's okay to be horny this way but if you're horny the other way then no good right yeah Yeah. uh but what you learned was like can't be horny either way yeah as like all horny bad and so like you just were able to kind of keep it as it was developing all in the same chamber and then once you were free of it then no, no, not not all horny is bad. Not all horny is bad. All sex is bad. Mm. So I could be horny all I want, but I couldn't have I just couldn't have sex about it. Right. So like I, you know, there was no sin to be had. You know, uh, I was I, you know, and and there's no sin to be had anyway. So it wasn't there, there wasn't there was no horny. There was for sure horny. Um, there was lots of horny, but there was no. There was no. Um, there was no having sex no, about it. There was no having sex about it. So. <laughs> So it was fine, and like and like all the queer stuff didn't didn't matter in the public eye because I still present very masculine, um, very, you know, um, I quote I, I I I look tougher than I might be, you know. Yeah. Um, and also like at the end of the day, I also still want to have sex with women, so it's it's fine, hmm. you know. And so that made it kind of easy for me, you know, to figure out. Like I said, all the other coincidences made it easier for me to like have like an awakening. Have any of your female partners been uh, like weird about you being bisexual? Uh, no, um, I think a lot of them have maybe like fronted a bit about it, right? Um, or even like kind of called bullshit on it is what they, I think they just didn't really believe me. Uh. Um, 
but that's also because I've I've been more loud about it in the past few years. Right. You know, I didn't I didn't get loud about it until I until I was like in my like late twenties. So right. I didn't get you know, um, but I, I, it didn't really matter because you know my my intention what my intention in, at those with those girlfriends was monogamy. So it didn't really matter if I was bi or not. Right. Yeah, we're that's not really the agenda these days, either. Um, so going back to uh, you know, ha- having to kind of like wade through all these uh comment sections and hear people's you know crazy takes on the world, um, I don't know, like when when you are uh, I, you've said you had to kind of take breaks from it. Um, is it because that like? Cause I've run into this sometimes too. Uh, when I'm in a really bad place mentally, I do sort of like part of me, like almost internalizes this, like, Oh, I have all these, uh, you know, altruistic socialisty ideas. And here I am being like a broke fucking loser. So maybe the other guys are right. You know, and like maybe I'm a fucking mm-hmm, piece mm-hmm, of shit, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and like maybe mm-hmm. everything that they say about me is true. And oh, like yeah, all really of that, you know, like, right now. like that stuff yeah. like really can get in my head, um, especially like, again, with Internet culture, you can you know, you can see all of like your like conservative, like former like classmates and they're doing great and they love Jesus yeah. and Disney and they have yeah. a family and you're like, cool. I have twenty three dollars. It looks kind of you know? sick, and you're like this. Th- like maybe I did it wrong. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe maybe I'm dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I have that. I am um, that. That's that's like my. That's like that's even more my life now. That so like you know through the p- pandemic, you know, work became precarious for a lot of people, including mm-hmm. myself. Um, and uh, you know, I like I like had some jobs and lost some jobs and. Uh, I do a lot of hustling on the side and like, um, you know, this, this show, like this show, um, this show is like the dream. It's, it's wild. I, I'm like, I'm like living like the dream. Cause, um, yes, I'm, I pay it late every month, but I pay my rent. Mm-hmm. I pay some bills and I get it, maybe a bottle of natural wine every month. You know, I, you know, I, so I'm not balling out by any means, but I'm surviving and I'm surviving on this thing. Right. And um, I just have to remind myself of how like lucky I am, and how like for the first time in my life I am privileged. I've never been privileged, except for my male my male privilege and like my size privilege. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I've never been privileged. I am so privileged right now, so lucky, um, that like it puts it helps put some of those things in perspective. It's like, um, I, it's like I. Uh, it could be when that wasn't happening, it was harder. We had to take breaks because I was more depressed. I was having a hard, like I'm, st- you know, I still battle with it. It's still an ongoing thing. Um, I don't think I'd ever be free from it. Um, but it was even harder to be in check when like things were more precarious and like things weren't easy. So we did like, I had to be, I had, to, I had the privilege of being able to be like this part of my life. I can pause for a second. I can't put my, I, I can't put stress into like, being bummed out reading about racist people. I'm lucky enough to be able to say, I, I, I don't have to do this right now. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of like pivoted to where it's like, it's almost like I'm, 
I like I, I like I'm I'm lucky to be able to do it now. I'm like duty bound, you know. Um, and uh, and so it, it helps. And also we figured out the balance of like some things we're not going to talk about. You know, some of the major things, some of the big things that happen in the world, we're not going to talk about. But you know how we feel about it because of the breadth of everything else we do. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like we figured that out, and we had to, we had to to keep that balance. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just like so lucky to be doing it with who I'm doing it with. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've like really been, we've really, we've we've almost got it figured out. We've almost got it cracked. Um, but yeah, it's like. Uh, it in all this like vitriol we we wade through. I I try to use as motivation. Like that's all I was thinking about today. And when I'm in the gym, I was listening to Hope Conspiracy, that song Animal Farm, and I was thinking about. I was thinking about um, how fucking hard it is to 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 live, in America, mm-hmm. and that was like my motivation. And so I, I I use it in that sense now. You know. I've I've channeled it differently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's great. That's all you can really do with it, right? I mean, uh, like you can let it eat yeah, you or yeah. you can let it kind of fuel uh, you know, the 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 fire in you that makes you, you know, go to the gym and and uh and 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 lift or or punch a heavy bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's like all these things I'm doing are the result of like um yeah, I, I still like I said I still like barely pay my bills but i'm blessed in time and i'm privileged for the first time ever so i have to take advantage of all that that's my mentality right now mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's like hey it's you got the first time in your life bro you better you better you better you better take care of yourself while you're here yeah. um and it's been it's been you know it's been the show uh the show helps that because like i said it's, it's motivating how long have you been doing the show um dang uh oh my god it's too I think we've been doing it for five years. Wow. I think it's five years now. Yeah. Um, we, like I said, we, we first, the first show was a Colin Kaepernick show episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, yeah, it's been that long when he was in the, 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 when it was actually happening. Yeah. He was still kneeling. He was still playing. Those were the days. It, it yeah. um, was uh, podcasting something that you really wanted to like get into. Um, it's really funny because like so a- Alexander had been doing it. He had been doing. It. He had some some small success with uh, with um, uh, that awful sound, which are evergreen episodes, and I highly recommend listening to them. I was a guest on there pretty regularly, um, just because he had a rotation of really funny friends he would have in yeah. there. That sounds like um, a good concept. Listen for to a the show. Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Listen to the Dave Matthews Band episode. It's featuring two of like my favorite people who are both like out of their minds, and it's so fun. Hmm. Um, turns out Dave Matthews loves eating pussy, and um, they talk about it throughout the whole episode. It's very funny. <laughs> um, so he had been doing that, and I would become. But I, I had tried a podcast once before with a friend of mine that didn't have any like traction or anything like that. Um, we had a few episodes and it was fun and it was literally, it was, it's so corny now, now that I think back on it. Um, it, it was about coffee and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called beans, rhymes and life. And, um, we worked pretty hard on it, but it didn't go anywhere. Um, and then I got, we, I just got, you know, we just kept doing this show and we got lucky. Uh, we got super lucky, got a, like a lot of really cool little breaks 
and you know now it's been five years wow um yeah there's this show i've been listening to a lot called stand by your band i think that's like a kind of a similar uh conceit people like come on and they defend their like guilty pleasure quote-unquote music which like a lot of that stuff like i'm not i don't even really believe in the concept of guilty pleasures anymore like i'm old and not trying to be cool anymore and i can just totally be like yeah i i liked corn in high school and i can still i still like listening to them sometimes i don't i don't give a shit like it's fun oh totally yeah you know yeah i i would love a show like that because like i also hate um, a lot of like I, I'm a huge hater. I'm a huge hater. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of stuff is like really dumb because I'm, um, I I way too full of myself and think that like my opinion actually matters, which is like obviously not true. Um, so I would love to hear someone defend a band that I'm like I don't get it. I don't get the hype. I love hearing that stuff because sometimes it works, mm. and you come out and you're like, I I kind of get it. I kind I kind of get it. I love stuff like that. I've been getting again, like you seem to be uh, drawn to controversy and discourse. That seems to be a, an area where you're very comfortable inhabiting. Well, I think that might just be another byproduct of like the, the toxic masculinity we were talking about earlier. You, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely stems from like, you know, listening to subversive music, being a part of like, you know, submersive subcultures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that you know, it's like once you like skateboard and listen to enough punk rock and you know rap, like you're you're gonna be like, if enough people like it, it probably sucks, and that's it's stupid, it's stupid. Um, yeah. But being self aware about it helps, you know. Yeah. Um, like, I just, I just saw this band the other day, and like I I, I avoided them for a long time because I thought the name sucked, and like that's the energy I was bringing without realizing it, you know. And the band fucking ruled. They were called Cold God. And I I projected all kinds of things on the name of this band. And I was like, I'm never going to listen to this band. Right. I was like, because of the space I saw them in, I was like, these are probably some like corny white kids making a hip-hop joke, which I hate. I'm like really petty about appropriation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I was, and then I went and saw them. And it was like this super diverse band playing amazing shoegaze music that was like beautiful and heavy. And I was like... Oh, I was being an asshole. Oh, you were way You didn't even My get the bad. genre right. Oh, yeah, I was way off. Yeah, yeah. So I was <laughs> like, I mean, I, I knew I knew it was supposed to be like, I knew it was supposed to be like hardcore adjacent maybe. Um, I knew that because of the venue, like the spaces I saw the name in. Um, mm-hmm. But I was way off about the genre, yeah. Um, and like, so yeah, that's the problem though with being comfortable in those spaces is like, it's a byproduct of all that, of the same thing, of like the, the, uh, the, the, the toxic masculinity that comes with those things. <laughs> Yeah, there is um, the the I don't know. Yeah, the contrarianism and the yeah. uh, the kind of too cool for schoolness of of like coming from like a punk rock backgrounds and everything you know that people like sucks and is mainstream and blah blah blah. Uh, really, just uh, I mean, I'm I'm over it in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, just because like again. I've gotten older and I've realized that like nobody was ever impressed with any of that stuff. And I didn't really change anybody's mind with all of my musings on, on, you know, like 
how good this or that artist is like, Oh, you got to listen to Brian Eno and blah, blah, blah. Like nobody give nobody fucking gives a shit. People are going to do what they're going to do. I mean, you you're know? not, you're not wrong though. Like you're still not, I'm not, you're not wrong, wrong, but yeah, there. like again, like, you know, it, it, it <laughs> comes down to like how much you want to try and control, I guess the world around you. Um, you know, and, and mm -hmm. that's another thing that I have to kind of like, think about how much pressure, you know, how much throttle I want to give, uh, trying to control, you know, other people's musical tastes, everything from other people's yeah. musical tastes or art tastes, uh, to their, you know, their, their political leanings, um, and, and opinions, because like, I, I think it's again over the pandemic. I think the, I mean, the pandemic changed a lot of people and it changed all of us, but like I used to really tr get frustrated with people who wouldn't agree with me. Um, and now it's not that I am okay with what they're saying and what they think, but like now I, I, it doesn't bother me as much because yeah. I've realized that people are going to fucking do what they're going to do. They're going to get vaccinated or they're not, you know? And like, I have very little say in what people do and how people vote. I, I have some say maybe like I can, I can, but like all I can really do is kind of keep my eyes on my paper and like put out what I think and present my argument in my space and uh and maybe people will glom onto it you know well it, it's 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 funny because like you you're right the whole thing is i i definitely have my my opinions are very strong i'm very like i'm very um i have my opinions i don't mm -hmm. like a lot of things um i love a lot of things um but i also don't mind if other people like it for the most part and a lot of that is a byproduct of realizing like yeah um i might not like like i might not get 100 gex like that might not be my thing but that doesn't matter because there's people out there who really think that we need to like exterminate on house people yeah and they're saying it casually on the internet yeah so who cares if, who cares if they like 100 gex hopefully yeah. they also like chat pile it's that's like that's not yeah but, like, um, i've gotten so like I don't know, like the things I care, the list of things I care about has really like dwindled yeah. to like stuff like that, you know, where it's like, okay, no, there's people who are in danger, um, you know, of, of just being hurt and marginalized and dehumanized, like in real time, right in front of us. Uh, and that's something that needs to be yeah. addressed. I don't really give a shit about people's takes on the Barbie movie or, uh, you know, uh, Marvel being woke or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't care. I don't like, I, I, I've, I've never, I have not gotten, you know, I've not been emotionally affected by a piece of like pop culture in some time because I'm just like, yeah, cool. I don't know. What if, what if the new star Wars movie sucks? Like I, I was really all butthurt when episode one was terrible when I was a kid, but like now I'm a grown ass mm -hmm. man and I got real problems. And like, I don't care that the fucking Obi-Wan yeah. show isn't good or whatever. I don't like who has time for that fucking shit. 
Yeah, it, it, if you would have told me, if you would have told me like, you know, 15, 20 years ago that there's an Obi Wan show and I'm not watching it, I would have been like, shut the, shut the fuck, right? Shut the fuck up. There's no, I'm for sure watching the Obi Wan show, but um, no, uh, uh, but then you, then you, but it's also this is all not to say enjoy, still enjoy things. Yeah, like still enjoy things and like, you know, still enjoy things, but it's also like doesn't matter if someone like doesn't enjoy your thing you know mm-hmm. it's fine like it's okay you know none, none of that all that stuff is is so peripheral yeah have you have you seen barbie yet yeah i saw barbie i haven't seen oppenheimer yet um you know okay i'm a, I'm a soy boy and i went for the the feminist man-hating movie first before i went for the like the the based war guy movie that's the what i'm talking about i'm talking about Joker i was supposed movie. to I couldn't find an answer. So I have my, my, uh, my, my daughter turns, uh, 10 tomorrow actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find whether it's a movie a kid could see or not because uh, she wanted to see it. Yeah, she could. I, I think a 10 year old could, but, could. but then, but then today, but then today her, mo- her, her mom came and got her and, um, she's like, we're going to see Barbie. I'm like, well, I have to yield. I must, I must yield to you taking her to see Barbie. Right. I have fun. Have fun. Yeah. I think that, fun, that's, that is probably is more of a mother daughter. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. So, so I have to go, I have to go see it on my own now. Uh, but I, I will, I will, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm excited about it. Well, Tony, this has been lovely. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we should wrap up, but, uh, let's plug, you know, let's do your plugs and everything and, uh, get you on your way. Thanks. I appreciate that. It was a, a lovely, lovely conversation. Um, so I do a show called Minion Death Cult. We talked about earlier. Uh, it's basically like reading your meme on Peepaw's comments on Facebook about, um, you know, drag brunches and uh, vegan hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's Minion Death Cult everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Uh, our YouTube has been great now. We've been following the um, the union, the Teamsters Union um agreement because alex is a ups driver he's a teamster yeah and so we've been following the the um, negotiations very closely uh there's really good clips on youtube there um and then i am word is bond everywhere word is bond tv on instagram and twitch i've been doing live streams um they've been pretty fun i'm usually talking about food stuff um reviewing like food videos and being a massive hater or i'm golfing um, so come hang out there. Where does Bond? Where does Bond TV? Hell yeah! Thank you once again to Tony Boswell for being on the show. Uh, cool guy, cool conversation, and uh, yeah, check out check out that podcast. And uh, again, follow me, Bradical Pearson, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky, Self Worst, Instagram. You know all the deal. It's all in the links. You can do this. I don't. I feel silly even telling you about it. It seems condescending. You you are definitely an internet savvy person. You're not some fucking idiot. You know how to find me. Anyway. Uh, that's all. Take care of yourselves and each other. I love you. I die you, for you. I kiss you on the lips. Uh, I'm Brad Pearson. Until next time, um, do 10 push-ups. <laughs>